You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. It's that time in the day. The main man is here alongside me and in his own words, here we go. Welcome back to, well, I say back, welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. Uh, the brilliant Fabrizio Romano. How you doing, mate? Hello. Hello, my friend. Good pleasure to be with you. Thank you for the invitation and ready to go. Ready to go. Let's do this, mate. There's always, uh, as you will know, so much talk around Arsenal in every transfer window nowadays, isn't there? Um, you know, whether it's outgoings, incomings, it's, it's been a mixed bag. Um, let's start with some of the potential incomings, because I know that's what a lot of the Arsenal fans uh, will, I'm not going to say care more about, but will be interested in a little bit more at this moment in time. Creative midfield is a position that Arsenal are in need of strengthening. Um, Emi Buendia is a player that's been heavily linked with the Gunners. What's your understanding of the situation with Buendia? Is there an interest there and at what stage is it? Yes, yes, there is an interest just because also Arsenal board were in contact with the agent of the player like some weeks ago before completely like with Ozil and many other deals out from, from Arsenal. So they were in talks with the agent. At the moment, there is nothing official like an official bid or talks with Norwich. Also because at the moment, Arsenal were thinking on players to outloan or to sell, as in the case of, of Mesut Ozil. So for sure, they were concentrated on selling players. Now they're going to plan to sign the quality midfielder and for sure Buendia, the agent of Buendia has been in contact with Arsenal at the moment, today, in this moment, there is nothing advanced yet with Norwich, but for sure the player knows that Arsenal have his name in, in the list. So we will see if they will go for him, if they will go for another one. At the moment it's not so easy because of the price. I heard something like 40 million euros, something like this, for sure won't be so easy to sign Buendia in the middle of the season. Also, if Norwich are in championship, but for sure they would love to keep the player till the end of the season. But at the moment, there is nothing official. They are waiting also from Norwich side to see what Arsenal will decide as the first target. So you're saying it's around about 40 million is what the expected asking price is from Norwich. It's, it's a lot of money, isn't it, Fabrizio, for someone who is, is currently playing in the championship, has only had one Premier League season. Do you agree with that kind of view? This is a rumour. This is not the truth, you know. This is just a rumour and they say rumour just because uh, talking with people around Norwich, they say we don't want to sell the player. We are happy with him. So if Arsenal will arrive here, we will start a negotiation and we will see what will be the bid. But at the moment, this is the rumour. So uh, we will see if Arsenal will open an official talks with, with Norwich, what will go on. But in my opinion, it's not important the league where are you playing, but the quality of the player. So I can understand that losing this kind of player in the middle of the season and with some days to replace him is not so easy for any club. So that's why Norwich have an important price for this player. We will see how much will be if Arsenal will officially open tools for him. If it will be 40 as reported or if it will be something less. Probably, we don't know because in transfers, everything can change like day by day. But for sure, the player is so important. So... I can understand also the position for Norwich. It's true, he's in the he's another league, but he's in a lower league. But for sure, he's a quality player. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Um, 
talking about another potential option, somebody that was heavily linked with Arsenal in the summer was Hussein Awar from Lyon. Uh, that deal never went through. Is there a chance of Arsenal rekindling their interest in Hussein Awar um, in, in this current transfer window? At the moment, they didn't. You mentioned that last summer he was the first target, and it's true because they were trying to sign him till the last day of, of transfer. So for sure, he's been always appreciated. But signing this kind of player in January, talking with Olas, the president of Lyon, in seven, eight, nine days is really, really difficult. So or you go and pay like 60 million euro, or it will be really difficult. And we have also to add that the player would love to play the Champions League. So also the idea of the player for next season is to play the Champions League. Uh, he knows that he will he will wait till the till the summer. Next summer he will have top clubs looking at him also playing in the Champions League. Obviously, of course, Arsenal are a top club, but they are not sure of playing in the Champions League for next season. And that's why Awar in this moment prefers to wait. So we have to see, but at the moment, the price of the player and the idea of the Champions League are two issues to, to resolve for Arsenal. So I think it's not easy for Awar in general. Yeah, good stuff. Um, we spoke just before we went live. I mentioned to you there's been reports of, of Martin Odegaard potentially moving away from Real Madrid in order to get uh, some more minutes under his belt. Is Arsenal a, a potential destination for Mar Martin Odegaard? We've heard that they've been linked with him uh, in years gone by. Do you, do you think that that interest exists? I am, to be honest with you, I'm checking, I'm working on it just because I heard the rumor as you did some hours ago. So I'm checking with people around Odegaard just with my experience just to say i would say that selling two players on loan to the same team and remember that odgard would be a simple loan because real madrid don't want to include any buy option at the moment for the player so after ceballos going on loan also with odgard i won't say they are similar players but for sure they are two quality players from the same club to another one would be like something strange in transfers. But let's see, because when you have this kind of player on the market, and this is 100% confirmed, so Real Madrid are ready to outloan Odgaard and the player wants to be wants to have his space. So at the moment, uh, we have to see what's going on with him. But leading the race, for sure, we have Real Sociedad just because the player was happy in Real Sociedad. He was playing, so he knows the league. Uh, arriving in the Premier League for a young talent in January, won't be so easy. So he could have also the risk, okay, I'm arriving at Arsenal, I'm not playing immediately. So I think also Arsenal are looking for something different. But I will check in the coming hours and we will see. But at the moment, I don't have anything like confirmed or advanced. Cool. Um, in just an opinion, just to be clear. Just, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, as I said to you, uh, the rumour literally has, has been kind of, it, it's yeah. been around for a few days, but it's gathered a bit of pace today. And, and that's why I kind of bring it up. Um, sticking with the kind of midfield theme then, talking about some potential outgoings or, you know, potential returns to the club. There's been a lot of talk about Matteo Genduzzi potentially, um, you know, we know he's going to come back to the club in the summer. Am I right in saying that Hertha Berlin cannot afford him and will not make a move to sign him uh, in the summer? What I can say is that for sure in January in these days he's not moving just because Arthur Berlin are 100% sure to keep the player. And they've decided to plan for their next season only in March or in April. So for their next transfer market around the end of March, they always in Arthur Berlin have a meeting and then they decide for the following season what they have to do with new players, with incoming players and this kind of strategy. So at the moment there is nothing decided yet, but for sure I think Wenduzi 
has a different level. So I agree with you when you mention like Arsenal or possible that Arsenal going to decide to sell him to another club to get money. I don't know. They will decide in the coming months. But I agree that he deserves to play like in the Champions League or a top level just because we're talking about a good player. He had problems with Arsenal for sure. But in my opinion, it was not just his fault. It was something the atmosphere of the club can create some problems to some players. Now the situation is changing for Arsenal. So I think next summer the situation of Wendy will be so clear, but at the moment nothing has been decided yet. And for sure, Hertha Berlin are not intentional to let him leave in general. Cool. And that's a really interesting one because when he does return at the end of the season, he will only have one year remaining on his contract. So it'll be very interesting to see whether Arsenal decide to try and sell him to raise money or yes. try and, and tie him down to a new deal, you know, and, and protect the, the asset. So we'll have to see on that one. Um, I wanted to talk to you about a little bit about Lucas Torreira. Um, he's gone on loan to Atletico Madrid. It's not really working out for him. He's not playing as much football as he would have liked. And there were some reports coming out of the Italian press today that Inter are interested in potentially taking him on loan. Uh, so that would involve the, the cancellation or the termination of that Atletico Madrid deal and him going to Inter. What, what are the noises in Italy about Torreira? Made his name in Italy, didn't he? So he still carries a very good reputation there. Yes, yes, yes. The name of Torreira is always so appreciated here in Italy just because when he was at Sampdoria, he was an amazing player, really. And I'm still convinced that he's an amazing player. I always love his style. Obviously, you know, when you go in another country, you can have some problems, but the player, in my opinion, is a, is a quality player, is a good one. Obviously, probably he's not the top, top one, but he's a good, good player. And, and with the situation around Torreira, talking with people around the player, everyone at Atletico Madrid, and also around the situation of the player himself, I'm told that he's not leaving Atletico Madrid. He's still convinced that also with the, the Champions League, Atletico are fighting to win the La Liga the, this year. Uh, they've been really good this season. So they don't want to change too much and having the problem like having problems with injuries or this kind of things and then you don't have midfielders so at the moment they want to keep the radar that's the strategy they don't want to let him go next summer obviously if he continues not playing he will be back at Arsenal and they will decide the situation but at the moment they are not planning to let him leave and also the radar doesn't want to leave and to change again like in July I'm in, in Arsenal in January I'm at Inter during the season I'm at Atletico Madrid so it will be some problems for him also because Inter are not looking at the moment for this kind of player. They have a lot of midfielders, you know, like Barella and Vidal and Eriksen to st still in a, in a dangerous situation, but they have still Eriksen. So they have many midfielders. They have the Regista with Brozovic. So in this moment, he would have the risk of coming to Inter and not playing. So yeah. at the moment, and there is nothing advanced for, for, for Torreira. You mentioned Christian Eriksen and he's another player that's been linked with a potential uh, return back to the Premier League. There's been rumours about Arsenal, but in terms of the likelihood of Christian Eriksen coming back to the Premier League, do you think that's a possibility? Yes, yes. I think there are huge possibilities to see Christian Eriksen in the Premier League. Yes, uh, the problem is the time, obviously, the timing of the transfer, just because having like eight or nine days to complete everything is never so easy. But for Christian Eriksen with Inter is a total game over. He's not happy with Conte. Conte is not happy with him. Inter want to, to sell him or they are also open for a loan. And that's why I say, I want to say never say never. For, in this case, never say never is perfect because when you have this kind of quality player on the market available on loan, it's really something interesting for many clubs. So you can arrive like tomorrow morning if you are Arsenal or Manchester United or Tottenham or signing him is a big opportunity in a transfer window where everything is complicated. Signing Ericsson is so easy in this moment. So I say pay attention to Ericsson because something can happen. The player would love to be back in the Premier League. 
he would love to have the opportunity of being a starter or having space just because with Inter he's really never playing, he has problems with the manager. Yeah. And the only thing Inter are asking and is that if the player will join Tottenham just because one year ago when they negotiated to sign Ericsson, they had like three or four weeks asking to pay him 15 or 16 million euro and Tottenham always Oscar for 20 million euro and they paid 20 million euro. Now they say if we have to sell him on loan to Tottenham, we want a loan fee also, not just the salary paid. Yeah. For other clubs like Arsenal, if they want Ericsson, they have to pay only the salary. The salary is around 4 million euro after taxi for fat taxes for six months. So it's up to the clubs. Inter are ready to sell him and the player is ready to be back in the Premier League. We will see, but I think something interesting will happen with the Premier League clubs for Christian Eriksen. Interesting stuff. It will keep that one on a, on high alert for the time being. Um, just a quick shout out to everybody who's watching us live at the moment. There are loads of you watching us across the, the different platforms on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch. Uh, big hello to all of you. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the like button on whichever platform it is you're joining us from. If you are on Twitter, hit the retweet button as well. Let's get as many people in here as we possibly can. Also, if you're interested in becoming a member of the Chronicles of Aguna channel, uh, you can click on the link in the description. Those in the comments with the little icons next to their name, they are our members. Thank you to all of those guys. If you want to become part of the family, hit that button, check out the tiers and come and join us. Um, Fabrizio, let's let's talk a little bit about the news today that uh, Sogradis Pavastathobulos has uh, terminated his contract with Arsenal. Um, it was by mutual consent. It feels like the right the right thing for everybody involved but where is he off to because he's been linked with Genoa in Italy he's been linked with Real Betis he's been linked with a, by some people with a move to the MLS where is Socrates in your opinion uh, off to next Hi, it's really a good question just because uh, first of all I'm I'm happy as you mentioned that uh, he cancelled his contract with Arsenal just because the situation was getting like terrible for him, he was never playing. Arsenal were trying to sell him everywhere and they never found an agreement by six or seven months. So it was a complicated situation. And it's better for him to be a free agent and decide just because also Arsenal knew that they were going to, to do this deal for free. So it was absolutely the same. Um, Real Betis is an option in Spain. Genoa have contacted him again, like yesterday, to try again to sign him after last week. They were closed. Then Socrates said, I need more time. And they signed Longuene from Salzburg but they are still interested in, in Papastatopoulos. Also, Lazio are considering to move for a centre-back because they had the problem with Luis Felipe. Uh, he had an injury and they are looking at the situation of Socrates as a possibility because having Socrates as a free agent becomes interesting. He was being offered also to, to Liverpool at the start of the window as a possibility, but Liverpool at the moment are not signing any centre-back. So there is nothing with, with Socrates. We will see. It's an interesting one so, because many clubs are involved so that actually happened. The, the contact was made with Liverpool um, with the you know, view. To... Yes, just just you know, in this moment in the transfer window, uh, many clubs are looking for opportunities. And when I say opportunities, like not investing any money, because obviously every club would love to to sign like Upamecano to mention a top centre back, but spending fifty million euro or sixty today when you have a list close next summer for forty two would be not so smart and impossible with the transfer in this transfer window with with this kind of money and no budget. So that's why. Uh, players like Socrates could be interesting, but at the moment, no one from Liverpool has contacted him. Cool. Um, another centre-back at Arsenal whose future is a little bit unclear at the moment is Skodran Mustafi. Uh, we know that his contract expires at the end of the season. It was understood that he turned down a, a potential new deal at the club. 
is very much adamant on moving away. Is there any chance of that occurring in January? We've heard Barca uh, be linked. We've heard a, a number of other clubs as well. Even Genoa uh, have also been linked with him. Is that just because they were looking for a centre-half or do you think there was something in that? No, Genoa were really interested. Before contacting Socrates, they were trying for, 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 for Mustafi, but there was no agreement about also the salary and everything. Also, you have to remember that um, Socrates played with Genoa in the past. He was so loved by the fans, so it was something different. With Mustafi, he was playing with Sampdoria, the other team of Genoa, of the same okay. city. So he didn't want to, to join Genoa. And let's see if any other club will go on. At the moment, I don't have anything confirmed about Barcelona, just because uh, they are working on the Eric Garcia deal. He will join Barcelona next summer, but for sure they are trying to, to have him also now in January. Not so easy, but they don't want to spend any money before they have the new president and they have the election in some days. So at the moment with Mustafi there is nothing advanced but for sure he's a player ready to leave the club in the coming days as you mentioned he's not intention to extend his contract at the moment eh? because in football never say never but at the moment there is nothing to extend his contract so let's see but for sure he's another of the players as we mentioned to leave the club and for Arsenal it'll be so important to sell players in this market trust me to see a club uh, selling players is really difficult I see a lot of clubs trying like Barcelona like Inter like Juventus they are trying to sell players and they can't so to do it also with Ozil with Socrates with Saliba on loan the situation of Kolasinac is not easy so what Arsenal are doing is so smart also to prepare to an important summer yeah you're absolutely right it is a really strange time as well isn't it and just before we kind of continue on sort of individual players from someone who who's dealing with kind of the transfer market all the time you're hearing stuff you're you're talking about it daily you know it is it is what you do um it's what you're a specialist in how much has the the pandemic impacted the transfer market around the whole of europe in your opinion has been really an enormous impact i would say just because you know um, in this moment the top clubs in particular because when we talk about small clubs they have their policy their strategy and if you are not crazy like signing players with crazy wages but it's really uh, not usual for for small clubs with with top clubs you have a big problem just because you don't have uh, any incoming money just from the stadium and this is a big problem for a club like arsenal but like all top clubs in europe and at the same time, you have problems with the merchandising, with the sponsor not paying or losing money every day. So you are not having any incomings. And at the same time, you are losing money because the only things that is not changed are the salaries of the players. So the clubs are still paying the salaries, but they don't have any money from the fans. They don't have any money from the merchandising, any money from the stadium. And they don't know when the situation will change. So that's the main problem, that they can't say, OK, next summer will be everything normal. Just because yeah. we don't know when the fans will be back in the stadium, when we will have our life back, our football back, and everything normal as, as in the past. So the club can't plan everything. And this is a big big problem for the transfer market. So at the moment, you see a lot of clubs trying to sell players, trying to find good opportunities on loan. But I always mention, look at the situation of Barcelona. In my opinion, it's, it's the mostly one in the world. Just because they wanted to sign the pie, they had the player ready to make the medicals on the last day on the summer window. It was everything done and they couldn't sign him just because they had a problem of no players leaving the club. And we're talking about Barcelona, one of the best clubs in the history yeah. of football. So having this kind of problems, 
is really creating a problem to the world system because when top clubs not spending are not spending money, also the small clubs are having problems. So the world system in a, is in a really difficult, difficult moment. And I always mention to complete this that Real Madrid are not signing a single player by one year and half. So imagine the situation. And I may mention in Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You make some great points. And it is it is the the kind of not knowing when it's going to get back to normal. That is the biggest problem here. There's no doubt about that. Um, let's quickly touch on Arsenal's goalkeeping situation. Uh, Burn Leno, obviously very clearly the number one. Emi Martinez left the club in the summer. In came uh, Runarsson, who I think a lot of Arsenal fans don't necessarily feel is, is quite up to the level that we need. Mikel Arteta has kind of hinted that maybe... Arsenal didn't get to do the business that they really wanted to do. Do you expect Arsenal to be prioritising a move for another goalkeeper? I think it's the perfect case where I have to mention the word opportunity. So if something like good opportunities will arrive on the market, for sure Arsenal will be ready. But they don't want to spend a lot of money on a new goalkeeper just because with Leno they're they are, they are so, so happy. And the situation of Bruno Sorin is totally different. As you mentioned, he had some problems, obviously. So it's not what he deserves also probably to play. In my opinion, young players, in particular goalkeepers, they deserve to play. Because if you're never playing and you do one match and then you have problems... It's like terrible. You are died. That's happened for Kepa, for example, with Chelsea. He had a lot of problems. And uh, obviously, in this case, they spent 80 million euros. So it's totally different. But for sure, young goalkeepers need to play or they have problems. And so, yes, Arsenal, if you will have an opportunity like goalkeepers available on the market, like on loan with buy option or with good opportunities, they will be ready. But at the moment, I don't have any info or goalkeeper coming in some days just because they are waiting. It's a market of opportunities. And when I mention opportunities, I say that in the last days of the window, something can happen. As I mentioned before, for Ericsson, these kind of players in the last days of the window become interesting opportunities. So keep an eye on this kind of situation also for goalkeepers. Yeah, no, great stuff. Um, and you're right, opportunity is the key word here, I think. Um, just kind of looking at sort of uh, some other bits and pieces, talking about the kind of the summer to come. Do you think Arsenal will be preparing for the summer from now? Or do you think the fact that the pandemic still hasn't gone away will, will mean they've kind of paused on those plans? For sure, the pandemic is a problem, but it's a problem for every club. So don't worry about Arsenal. It's a problem for, for every club. So they are in the same situation. But as I mentioned before, selling players uh, with big salaries like happened with Ozil and with many other players, this is the way to prepare your summer. Just because now it's important to get rid of the players that you are not counting on, you need to change. And for sure, Arsenal know that they need also some leader in the team for next summer to sign some player, obviously with quality, young players because uh, young talented guys are in the style of Arsenal as always, but for sure they need some leader. I always mention when I talk about Arsenal, I always say, look at the situation of AC Milan. I remember where they were playing against in Europa League like two years ago, there were two clubs in a difficult situation with AC Milan struggling against Arsenal, Arsenal with a better level for sure. But now the situation with AC Milan is totally changed in one year. One year ago, they were terrible in Serie A, changing the manager, terrible situation. Then they signed Ibrahimovic. Okay, you would say he's 39, but he's changed the mentality for the young players they had. He changed everything. Like the true leader can help this team. 
and now they are first on the table in Serie A. They're having a great season. The young players are going to be the best one in the league. So I think Arsenal are preparing for something like we want to bring on next summer also some leader to the team because now it's really difficult in January to sign these kind of players. But next summer they need some leader also and not just young, talented guys. Just yeah. because you have young, talented guys in your academy and you're in your team also right now like Saka and many others you have. Yeah, you're right. And a big hello to everybody joining us in the live chat as well. Uh, there's over 500 of you watching us live right now across the multiple platforms. Don't forget, if you haven't already, hit the like button. If you want to become a member of the channel, click the link in the description. Make sure you follow Fabrizio on Twitter. But I think the whole world is following you already on Twitter, uh, Fabrizio, <laughs> when it comes to transfers. Um, there's a few names that are being thrown at me in the chat. So I just want to quickly um, ask you about them before we run out of time. Uh, do you know of any change in the situation with Balogun, the young striker? Um, we know that the contract talks had stalled. They were kind of on and off. He hasn't been involved in recent weeks in the team, not even in the squad. And I think the not being involved in the FA Cup game at least surprised a few people. Do you think that he's heading for an exit? He's not happy. He's not happy. That's the truth. He loves the club. He loves the atmosphere. He loves everything about Arsenal. But he was open and he's still open to talk about his contract. But I think it's really, really difficult just because, as you mentioned, he's not playing. He's not playing. He played like 60 minutes in Europa League, scoring two goals, but 60 minutes, like one hour in total in the Europa League. Well, it's, it's so poor for this kind of talent. Obviously, he knows that Arsenal has amazing players, so it's not easy to play when you are a young talent with Arsenal. But at the moment, this is the problem. He wants to play and he's listening for many bids. Imagine that his agent received like 15 bids in these weeks from Premier League clubs, Italian clubs, French clubs, in particular Bundesliga clubs. They are so interested. I'm told that there is nothing at once with Leipzig just because we had a lot of rumors of an agreement completed with Leipzig as a free agent for next summer. But I'm told that there is nothing on this side. So also because if you go to Leipzig, you are not sure to play. They have another good club with many young talents. So he's looking for something different, for a club where he can play. So at the moment for Arsenal, it's really complicated. Or they change totally their position. So he starts to play with Mikel playing him as a starter. But I think it's really difficult. Or the player will go. That's it. Yep. Um, another name that's been thrown at me, Julian Brandt. Um, What's the kind of what's the possibility of of him leaving Borussia Dortmund? Is is that something Arsenal could potentially get done? Do you think? So so difficult. It's so so difficult in general, just because Borussia Dortmund never sell their players in January. So that's their style, their policy. So it would be really difficult to change in seven days the situation. Then they had the injury of Witzel, and it was a huge problem because also if Arsenal wanted to try knife for Borussia Dortmund selling him would be really something crazy. So it's really, really difficult. And we have to add that he was scoring in the last match. So I think in this moment, it will be really complicated also because, as I mentioned, to talk with German clubs with seven days, uh, eight days before the end of the window and trying to sign this kind of player, or you're going to do an important bid, but really important, or it will be really difficult to open talks and to have something to do with, with this club. So I think it's really difficult for Julian Brandt to, to join Arsenal. Now, let's see next summer. Probably he's a player for sure, he's appreciated. But that he was available on the market was not true. Yep. Cool. Um, couple more that I'll just pick up. A big thank you to the signature for your super chat. Uh, ask if Genduzi and Torreira are expected to return. He, I, I assume he's talking about the summer. Is your, and I know you can't know for sure at this point, but is your gut feeling that they will both end up back at the Emirates uh, in the summer and then the, the situation will be reevaluated? I think yes. I think yes, at the moment, if the situation won't change, I'm, 
I'm a bit confident for Torreira just because I like the player. <laughs> I live in Italy, so I, I look Italian football and I can't understand why he's not playing because, in my opinion, he's an amazing player. So I think with the Champions League, with the situation of Atletico Madrid fighting for La Liga, something can change. I hope for him, but let's see. At the moment, yes. At the moment, I would say that if nothing changed, for sure, the situation of, of Guendouzi and Torreira would be coming back to Arsenal and then descending the future in, in the coming months. Just kind of... Um... Again, I'm just going by what, what's kind of being asked in the chat. Um, you said that Balogun wasn't happy and he went away and, and you know, well, he may be going away. He's not signed the contract yet. How unhappy was William Saliba at the time that he uh, went off to Nice? He was not happy, but I think it's normal. When you, we talk about young guys and we're talking about talented players with Saliba, in my opinion, with Balogun, absolutely. It's normal that if you're not playing, you want to, to find your space. But it happens also with top stars or, or with good players like Dele Alli with Tottenham. It's a market where when these kind of players have the opportunity of going on another club and, and, and playing, it's normal that they are not happy. So also Saliba was not happy, but it was something on social media showing that he wanted to, to leave just because he was not part of, of the squad. So... I think it's normal. It's something normal. Then they are young guys, you know, something can change. Obviously, Saliba could be like sad today because he's not playing. He's not happy, but in one year, he will be back at Arsenal. He will be a starter. Football is like this. So I won't be like worried about the situation of the guy. It's normal. And it's positive in my opinion, because if you don't, if you want to play, it means that you have something. You want to show your skills and not just look, okay, I'm at Arsenal. I have a fantastic salary. I stay here on the bench. No problem. I prefer a young talent who is ready to be I want to play. I want to go out also in a smaller club, but I want to show my skills and come back to the club and show I'm ready to be part of Arsenal. Yeah, no, great stuff. Uh, Fabrizio, I know you're really short of time, so I'm just going to fire two last questions at you really quickly. You can give quick answers, no problem. Okay. Uh, the first one, Mano Solomon. Is there anything in that? Interest, but nothing advanced. Interest as many other club players for Arsenal, yes. Okay, and finally, do you expect there to be more outgoings? Ozil's not confirmed yet, but it's pretty much done. Socrates is 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 gone. Kolasinac has gone out on loan. Do you expect there to be any more departures from Arsenal between now and the end of January? Yes, as you mentioned, Ozil and also the situation of Mustafi, I think it will leave the club. Yes, and then we'll see what happens with Balogun because if some clubs will make a bid to sign him right now, Arsenal will be open to, to listen. So let's see. Brilliant stuff. Um, Fabrizio, thank you so much, mate. Uh, I know that this time of year is crazy busy for you, so I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us. Uh, guys, follow Fabrizio on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. I'll put the uh, details in the description. Uh, Fabrizio, can you just do us one favour before you go? Sure. Can we get the here we go? Because oh, sure. everyone, everyone loves it. They want to hear it. Sure, sure, sure. So, guys, thank you. And here we go. And see you soon again. It's been really a big pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. And hope to chat soon again. For sure, mate. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler. And you're listening to Harry Simeon.